Welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal. Hello and welcome to the Didi and Lital show. It's another week. How are we doing, Didi? What is the answer? <laughs> awesome. Of course it's awesome. You've been away this week. Yes. Yeah, so Vegas, no, North no, Carolina. No, 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 no. no San, Ho- San Jose, North Carolina. Okay, I'm mixing it uh, up. Yes. A short announcement. We'll probably talk about it a little bit more. There's an announcement in the press. Happened last Thursday. Cisco has announced its intent to acquire Ort. Congrats. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I want to thank Dima here personally because he was our first customer that gave us real data and also told Matt, listen, this is a real problem. This is something somebody will pay for because I, I, I stay on top of things and still I didn't know half the stuff you're going to show me. So that was a real kind of confidence booster because Matt was panicking all the way and said, how will, how, will everybody have this problem? Yes, yes, everybody have that problem. So after that, I traveled to San Jose, the mothership, and of course to North Carolina to meet up with the security team. I'll, I'll talk about this when it's possible to talk about this. Excellent. We'll have in the future some episodes. About we'll have episodes. Lesson learned from the journey into acquisition. Once yes. things are actually sealed and done yes. and the news will be the thing completely that ready. I have one thing to say that everybody should listen to. The oxen are slow, but the earth has patience. That's an important saying. Take deep breaths. Understand that th- some things just take time. So yes, especially with you're dealing with giants. It, it has nothing to do with that. Some things just take time. You need to take deep breaths. Inhale, exhale. Just How the Israeli of you deal it, with, like, some things take time. Israelis don't deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of sleepless nights just because of the anxiety. Yes. So, but I, I've, I've been Americanized. I take Dennis Morton classes. Dennis Morton on Peloton, highly recommended. Yoga he, classes. Exactly. <laughs> he makes suggestions. I make improvements and I'll... Make I'll decisions. Make decisions, whatever. Okay. I, I never listen. Halfway through the yoga class, I'm already half asleep. So that's kind of my recommendation of the day. We have a special guest here, Dima. I, I, I dragged you back after you decided to make a career change. And on the way out, you left a very interesting post on LinkedIn that referenced another article on LinkedIn, which a whole bunch of my friends have read. And I wanted to talk about this. Unfortunately, I, or fortunately... I was never a CISO, so I can't comment on this firsthand. I've seen and observed some of my good friends. Larry was CISO of Carbonite, you from Avid, others that are still in role. I, I, I see a lot of these points, but it's very different. It's like you can't explain getting kicked in the nuts. You, you can try to talk about this, but only somebody that gets kicked in the nuts can talk about the experience. Definitely, I cannot I love comment Didi's about these analogies. That. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so first, Dimitri, let's talk. T- tell the audience if they didn't listen to previous episodes when you were here. Let's introduce you a little bit and tell us about. Oops, this career change that you're going through. Sure. And the summary of the state of CISOs in the way you see it. Sure. Thank you. Thanks for having me again on the show. I just before we get into it, first of all, congratulations again. Thank uh, you. Even if it's still ongoing. It feels like an, a successful, a really big milestone. So congratulations on that. Thank you. 
Second, you guys are running an amazing show. I especially like the last. I mean, I, I watch them, and then sometimes I just watch and rewatch them. The last two episodes, you guys have two, I think, released with Andy. Correct. And Andy, Andy is always a good a good guest, but you guys also had some really good stuff to bring out of him. Thank you. Uh, well, if you didn't check out the Andy Alice two last episodes, I, I was gonna finish watching the second before recommending the pair of them, like I was on LinkedIn. But I mean, if you're watching this, for sure, this definitely worth checking out. Yes, and and the fact that the married couple is here on a, on coming back over and over and over again should tell you something about the quality of this married couple. So definitely get their advice. Appreciate Thank you. It. This, is, <laughs> this is definitely very useful. This is a couple therapy session. Yeah, but I was I was telling. <laughs> my wife i'm like, yeah. like these two this is their therapy session like this is it's cheaper than getting a therapist right? we just do the podcast here with producer dave and, and we know from experience how expensive a therapist is yes. i know and dave, <laughs> and, dave, and dave is very good he rarely says anything just like the therapist they look at you and you like starting to get the form that question you had well how do you feel about that like and i feel this way about that that's exactly what it's about yeah <laughs> Totally. All right, so let's talk about that. So I've been at Avid since 2018, so almost five years. And when I came in, I was the very first security, full-time security hire. And we've built a program. Didi, you, I mean, you saw it through, through various iterations of it. We've gotten it to the point where we can quantify all of our digital risk, financially quantify it. We can, with high degree of certainty say that we've either mitigated, treated, or transferred all of it. We can, again, financially quantify our, our ROI as a team, three to four to 500% positive year-over-year year positive ROI for a security team. And we got it to the point where we've had the general direction and the high-level processes and everything established, and all it had to do is basically just iterate, continue to measure and improve and measure and improve. And I hired a director to run all of that. And when you look at that, and you, if, if, you, if, you, if I was looking at that and had that as a defined goal when I came in, which I didn't, I was kind of figuring this out as I went, but if I could, I would put that as a goal. And then when I realized that that was something we've achieved, I kind of said to my management team, look, I think the transformation is done. I, it was a transformational CISO. I'm not yep. sure what else is there to do in this case, right? The company has reached, like, with comedy maturity levels, is getting up close to a four and a, uh, on a five-point scale. So, I mean, that was officially the goal, which we presented to the board. We've, we're getting to, we're, like, three and a half already, and it's just basically slow iteration, like I said, clean up on the process and things like that to get to the final point. Not much else to do here. And well, so, first, congratulations. congratulations. It, it, it's, it's very I, I hard to achieve. Yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of listeners would love to be in this position. And, and so was I. It, but it's, it is bittersweet because, like, well, I guess I'm done with this puzzle. You put it in a frame. And, and you don't want to get into the maintenance mode of uh, maintaining, uh, keeping it? Not, not, not that I don't want to. It, it shouldn't be one. To, like, I, using me in a maintenance mode is a waste of me. And more importantly, too much involvement in the maintenance mode. I'm, I'm actually going to slow it down because I'm going to continue to try and, and improve. Improve Because you are transformational, see, And so. it's too expensive. Exactly. Yeah. It becomes too expensive now. And so from just economics, economic perspective, for the, for the company, it is now becoming too... It's now becoming not cost 
effective, not cost efficient to continue to improve. You could say we want to be perfect, but every business, that's not the responsibility that businesses have. They have a responsibility of doing the best they can within the constraints that they have, yeah. financial, market, whatever may be the case. What's so, realistic? What's the ROI of doing the extra, exactly. taking the extra mile? You've got to be cost effective. And then as soon as you stop being that, then maybe you do no need to go any further. And AVID is not saving lives on every day. It's not a hospital. So it doesn't need to aim for a five. It, it is absolutely perfect being at a four. And no legal entity will ever be able to blame it for negligence if it didn't if it's not going past that point it, that's not it's not i don't think it's required of business that'd be my advice to, and i mean that was my advice this is my advice to the board and, and the executive team so i was sort of you finished raising a child and you let them I and mean, you guys are familiar you're you're letting it go yep. and yeah. it's a little sad but at the same time it's awesome the team is great they're they're all halfway through my tenure there i I don't think I switched to it, but I identified what it was. I identified my leadership style as intent-based leadership as opposed to permission-based leadership. And that naming convention comes from David Marquette. He was a captain of a U.S. nuclear submarine, and he has a TED Talk, and he's got a couple, of, a bunch of YouTube videos. But his approach is you, you don't give permission to your team. You hear their intentions. Right, so you may one of the latest submarine movies. I think it's called Hunter Killer with Gerard Butler. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a scene in there. It, it's not a very good movie, in my opinion, as a as a like a, as a, an acting thing. But they're very accurate, very very precise. It's almost like Top Gun, but for the submarines. It's a it's a it's for, a yeah. For me, once and without uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, but without the shield and the three hundred and kicking the guy down the well, it, the guy doesn't work Wh for me anymore. When, when you see the submarine coming in at speed towards the the sea, sea floor and then pulling up like a, like a sports car, you're like, all right, all right, the, 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 these guys are getting. But the thing that really struck me. Uh, I'll be surprised if it, it can work that way. Something that weighs so many tons. That, that's, that was my thought. But inside, one of the officers says to, to him, to the captain, I intend, sir, I intend, to, I intend to submerge the ship. And he goes, submerge the ship, I. Submerge the ship, I, and they, and they submerge. So it wasn't a permission to submerge. It was a statement of intent. I intend to do this. And unless I hear otherwise, now... And in the movie, that's all you hear. But in reality, and this is if you if you listen to to Captain Marquette, it, what what is actually behind it is a thing called leadership letter, starting with the very bottom. Tell me what to do. Employee says or subordinate says, "Tell me what to do," and the boss says, "Do this." The second layer is, "What do you see?" I see this. The third layer is, "What do you think?" I think this. What would you like to do? I'd like to do this. What do you intend to do? I intend to do this. What have you done? I've done this. What have you been doing? Number seven is what have you been doing? And I was trying to move the whole team through that progression, have them identify where they find themselves on that ladder, and then figuring out how to move up, how to move up to the next layer. When you get to the layer where you are liking or intending, it's almost you're almost done. They're almost ready to go on their own. All you are there for is to give them assurance. Parenting style. Again, sort of, yeah, you're good. You keep doing that. So I left the team 
at the point where they were now thinking in intentions. They were thinking in what they wanted to do. And then we took that, and each person had something they wanted to do under the guise of our mission statement. It wasn't go do EDR. It was our mission statement is educate the, the user slash business on risk, help them make, make good risk decisions, and maintain mature tools and, and processes stack. Within that, you can do whatever you want. What do you want to do? What do you intend to do? And, and how is that going to impact our KPIs, revenue, spending, and compliance? Those KPIs, not the vulnerabilities and other things. Remember those conversations? Yes. It's yeah. all about the money. Yeah. So I got the team to that point. I'm not necessary anymore. I'm an impediment now. I'm a, I'm a speed bump. I, if I'm there, I'm, I am now interfering in their Process. growth and cycle right, of, them, of themselves. So it was time for me to go. But on the way out, or after, as I, as I was finishing it, I saw a post about executive support. Yes. And I thought about mine. I thought about what I had experienced when I was at Avid. And why would someone think that they got, what, that they lost executive support? And what would that actually mean? Now, having dealt with executives, I thought to myself, it can't be this simple. Okay, yes, there could be sometimes, it could be incompetence, severe incompetence sometimes, or it could be, again, in rare cases, some personal thing. But let's put those aside. In the majority of the cases, if you're losing support, it's not because they're incompetent or they hate you. It's got to be something else. The, the executives in their majority don't operate on these basic things. There's got to be something else. So what is it? And then I started thinking about it. What are the, why would an executive not support you? And it's one of two, in my opinion, one of two reasons. Either they don't understand you or you don't understand them. So it's a communication gap. Or you're done. And it, you, you may just maybe you're, 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 you didn't understand it or you're missing the point or whatever. But th there's a gap, again, an understanding of, of where you are. So self-assessment is kind of missing. If you don't know. Done meaning they don't want you. It's not, it's not that they don't want you. It's that your function was finished. Imagine you being like a, a window installer. You come in, you assess and you recommend and you purchase and you install, 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 and then you're done. Last window's installed. What are you keeping this guy in the house for? Yes. There's no need for this yep. for this person. Just wash the windows and make sure they're insulated every whatever, win uh, making stuff up. But that's it. Now, the installer knows it. He's seeing the last window, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to be done tomorrow is the last window. But if they can't count or if they don't keep track of the state of the house or what's left, then they'll be like, what do you mean you're kicking me out? I got my work to do. Well, what work? Well, I don't know. But I'm sure there's got to be more work. You got more windows somewhere, right? Like, t like that's what it kind of feels like. And so that was what that was the sort of a corner of my of my post. I, I looked at it and I said, I did lose my support, but not because they were bad, and it's not because I was bad. It's because I was done, and I knew that, and they knew that, and so support is gone. Now, if I didn't know that and I experienced that, it would have been like, what the. Why? What's going on? I'm no mm -hmm. longer necessary. I'm not going to need it. That's true. You are no longer necessary. But it's a good thing. Like you said, congratulations. I said, congratulations. You're done. Like, you just have to recognize that. And for that, you have to self-assess. And for that, you have to be the person looking back at yourself and at your program and consistently assessing yourself. Am I reaching the point that I wanted to reach? Of course, you also want to know what that point was in the beginning. But 
that's that's sort of the summary uh, of the post. I'm curious though, who are they bringing to maintain what they have in place? Is it a promotion of somebody from within the director in your team? Because still, yes, maybe you're done. You are the transformational guy and you can slow down things, but somebody still to make sure that your vision of done doesn't deteriorate right now. Absolutely. No, yeah, maintenance and, and, and look, it's not, I have done the, the explosive and very painful transformation yep. piece. It doesn't mean transformation is over. It's, it's not going to be over ever. As we know, security, nothing ever stays the same. Yep. So it's going to be continuous. Yeah, they will change. Ch- Change some of the tech, new exactly. IT tools will come in, new All SaaS platforms. The business situation will yep. change. A number Absolutely. of things can happen. Maybe they will acquire new companies and so things happen. Uh, on any number of things. Yeah. So I brought in an old friend of mine from, we actually started in college in 98 together. Yep. And I mean, he's a very close friend of mine and he worked, he was a manager in IT. And when I was looking for someone to bring in, I, I recognized that. In security, it's not what it's whether you can be trusted and how quickly can you learn. And and he was someone I could trust, and I knew that he could learn quickly. And he was very interested in this in general. He was asking questions. He never thought like I would do this, so I, I invited him. So he took over, and for the last couple of months, he was the one running the team. He was the, he was the the operational manager, and for the last couple of months, basically my my job and his job was really in preparing him to take over. The decision making, not in a day to day, but also a strategic and, and operational level. And so, Yuri, Yuri Litvak is his name. He's director of security there now. I, I, I hope they make him a deputy CISO or, or a CISO. And I, and I think that was the original idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, when I hired him, I told them, I'm, you, You're coming in here because you want to be a CISO one day. This is, and in fact, everyone on my team, I said, Unless you don't want to, We'll be working on making you a CISO. And most of them said yes. Some of them said no, like this is, I'm not, I'm not looking yet for that. I just want to do. But even for those people, if we can shift them up the leadership ladder to five or six, they're going to be ready yep. for, in, for in, most, in most places to be, the, to be the CISO in this role. So it's an important question. And no, they definitely didn't sort of leave a, a, an empty hole. I, we made sure that he was in, in a good place from, from him down and that from him up, he was also well prepared and connected board presentations things like that plus i held his firstborn he does know where i live so he can always find me the gd and latal show will return in a moment the gd and latal show is sponsored by ort in today's world identities are the perimeter protecting the organization and are the most exploited vector by attackers If your security teams are struggling to maintain control of identity management tools, ORT can help. ORT offers a centralized platform for discovering, monitoring, assessing, and remediating identity threats to your business. While most security platforms can take weeks or months to start identifying and remediating risks, with ORT, your security teams can get started in as little as 30 minutes and start securing the identity perimeter immediately. ORT will surface the most critical vulnerabilities and give your security teams the recommended action steps. Start your trial today at ORT.io. That's O-O-R-T dot I-O. The DD and Latal Show is sponsored by Hunters. Hunters is a SaaS platform purpose-built for security operation teams. 
providing unlimited data ingestion and normalization at a predictable cost. Hunters helps SOC teams mitigate real threats faster and more reliably than SIM. Visit hunters.ai to learn more. This is a very mature kind of of you. Con- conscious uncoupling. Is that what they call it these days? Uh, th- this is yeah. so thoughtful. And I think it's like the ideal playbook for how to run leadership transition, level of awareness of yeah. who is the right person and what's the right personality. I can tell you in any other position in a company, those that are transformational leaders versus those that are there to maintain that each leader has his own style, strengths. So true for security, I'm sure it's true for R&D leadership. In marketing, I can tell you that those that come to, to build and uh, like break and uh, those that are there f- to maintain. And it, it takes, sometimes you can do it all. It's rare. I, I think you have a very great playbook here of how to think about it, uh, how to build it and and ability that you have this awareness and the company had this support of you yeah chapeau really exactly and i and i I just want to say thank you to the and that was my post it was like i started it and i bet you people that started reading were like oh he's gonna bash avid talking about this and my point was i thanked everyone um, everyone i had as a as a manager and the ceo because from top down from top to my immediate super although sometimes it was just two levels even if they no, let me phrase it. Even when they didn't understand me, because I still couldn't make my message clear, clear, they still supported me all the way until we were all in agreement that we were done. And so they deserve a lot of credit for this. And the result of the the result of being vastly more mature from infosec perspective, from res- resilience perspective, compliance prep, etc., is not my. It's all, everyone's starting with them again even if they didn't understand me because in many ways you don't need to you don't have to you shouldn't that that's the whole point of having a, a me a CISO but oftentimes that is also combined with well if I don't understand you I, I don't know how to support you they were supportive try to be extra supportive even when they couldn't understand me. interesting yeah I want to touch on this point that maybe that's not your case, but I think you also wrote a little bit about it and you you have things to comment about. It does happen that the CISO doesn't get support of top leadership, especially in contentious moments, a breach, tough decisions to make, big investment and need to cut, all those kind of things. And maybe the support is not like in your case when the job is done. Maybe sometimes it's the opposite when the job is not done. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit. What are your thoughts? It's a tough role to be a CISO these days. So maybe we can unpack a little bit about that. The accountability of the CISO versus the rest of the C-suite. It's a it's a very it's a great question. It's an important point to consider. I, I kind of came up with a, a sort of an analogy. It's a little bit of a story, but I think it, it kind of makes its point. So go with it. Imagine that I've been hired to run an emergency room, hospital emergency yep. room, an ER, or or rather not to run, but to look. We are a hospital. We sort of save people, but we don't really have an ER. 
Can you can you organize it? All right, sure. So I'm going to come in. I'm going to take a look at the hospital, look at the income, the, the the patients, the flow, all of that, and say, well, look, based on this, you're going to need this much money to operate in ER where people won't die, because that's yes. that's the goal, right? People not dying. And they'll and they'll say to you, and th- this is this is not avid. I want to be very very clear. This is not avid. I'm just saying in general, this is how it how a CISO can be, in in a lot of cases is is handled. Great. We are absolutely committed to not losing any lives. Here's half the money that you asked for. Okay, but does that mean we are okay with some people dying? No, of course not. We're we're here to save lives. We, we can't have people die. But I only get half the money. Yes. Okay. All right. Let me see what I can do. Six months goes by, a year goes by. We have a a board of trustees meeting. We need to know what is the state of our ER. Of the dying. No, of ER. Well, no one died, so I guess that's good. No, 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 you don't understand. What is the state of ER? Well, these are the KPIs that I track that tell me whether ER operates well. No, 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 we don't want that much information. That's too technical. Stay up at the high level. Well... Which one do you want? Do you want to know whether people died or do you want to know about my KPIs? Because people didn't die and my KPIs are, are not good. You, good. Are not good, but you're not interested in them. Well, what, what, what do you want? What's the middle ground? What's the middle ground, right? That's kind of how a CISO is, is treated. We are trying to protect. We are trying to, we take on the responsibility to protect. It's not a job. That's what people confuse. It's like being a firefighter is a job, but it isn't a job. You don't go to be a firefighter to make money. You go into firefighting, you, you become a firefighter or an EMT, at least partially because you want to protect, serve, help. You, you can't do that job and, and not want to do that. I guess you can, but then you're not going to be very good at it, right? So we, we're, we're, majority of people going into security have this mindset. A lot of veterans go into the into security for the same reason because right. they leave the army, they leave whatever place they were in and they, they did this there. And then they come out and say, where else can I do this? And one of the few places is is security. But that's a very, very special mindset. Just like with veterans of any of those either armed forces or, or first responders, regular civilians don't understand. They're not, they, they don't come face to face with the loss with continuous expectation of a loss, with continuous expectation of a loss despite your be your best efforts. It's like, and you guys have teenagers, right? What yep. did you, I mean, I'm not going to repeat the, the names you gave them, but <laughs> you're trying to save them, protect them, while they're continuously and consciously trying to stick their hand into a grinder. Yes. Like, yep. like that's the... the and you keep telling them, and you keep trying to protect them, and they know. Look, I got a hand, stick my hand into this grinder. That's just the way I want to do it. And you're like, like business objectives. Okay, fine. Which is the finger you want to lose first? First, right? Like, let's okay. Let's fine. Let's at least like okay. You know what? If you lose this finger, you'll be fine. It's not that you're not used for that much, and we just need to make sure we get a tourniquet in place. Let's the incident response process ready to go, yes. right? Like, and then you lose your second finger. You're like, okay, maybe we should start sticking. And they're like, okay, well, if I have three fingers left, you're still okay, right? Like, yeah. or, or like this, or something. Like, this is this is the kind of this is what we're talking See about. See the analogy going on, yeah. But at the same time, most of us care, and this care component is wearing us out. It's a continuous grind on the chisel of our brains that we cannot stop 
It's an emotional toll. It's an emotional right? toll. Because like, yeah, you, you can't, it's like your you kid, your kid's going to get hurt. You're, you're upset at them for not listening, but you are sorry for them. You feel really bad that they got hurt. That's kind of what we're dealing with. So support, money, budgets, all of that, careers, putting that aside on a daily basis, we are dealing with emotional, with emotional tax, tax dr- drag, and, and, and as the work gets tougher and the emotional impact gets tougher, something has to give. And it's usually our health. It's usually the first thing that goes is our health, our sanity, uh, uh, anxiety, worry that you can't stop. I mean, yeah. what you felt when you were closing is kind of what some of us or a lot of us are feeling on daily, weekly basis. And there was a really powerful video I saw, and I actually reposted it on LinkedIn. It was about a veteran coming back from the war, and he's sitting there in his living room. Kids are watching TV. His wife is sitting there watching TV. And he's sitting in his full battle gear with, yes. his, with his rifle sitting here in the helmet. And he's staring at the TV. You can see in his eyes that he's, his eyes are pointing at the TV. But what he's hearing is... Processing threats. He, no, he, he's hearing radio chatter of yeah. a combat mission happening and people under fire at that moment. Yeah. So he's never out of it. And yeah. so if I'm sitting there on Sunday watching a game, yes, I'm sitting there watching a but game. But you still think what's going on in your network. I'm still thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, I'm still it's thinking 24/7. about it. You cannot disconnect from the reality. Because if I disconnect, I have to stop caring. And when I stop caring, then, I'm, then, then I don't care. Then it's, all, then it's just a job, and then we don't do it well, n- nearly well enough. So what's the path forward in alleviating some of this stress because it's not functional it's hard threats are not going anywhere i I think mainly if if we do take the soldier analogy there is a rotation when you deal with these things as growing up in a military country there are rotations you hold the line, you get off the line. Mm. You hold the line, you get off the line. You get a weekend off. You get it's to not that. To no, 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 no. Clearly, you, you, your boyfriends were all nerds. The when you send kid, people up to Lebanon, you hold the line, and then you get off the line, and you get less. We're talking weeks, months, months exactly. Off. After yeah, months. because or even years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm almost four months past, like really working there at Abbott, like full on, and I'm still recovering and and okay granted i maybe take things a little bit more personally than most people just my my own my own thing but i think you're right i think rotation is super important and it has to be long so maybe maybe the thing is cybersecurity workers get two months on one month off or something like that i mean it's worth considering that because the toll is significant and when we break it's going to be too late to try and find a replacement and now your protection mechanism is, is dependent declined. on broken people. Yeah, and it's not just the CISO; like it's the all the employees, the whole team, people, analysts. I'm yep. sure yep. they have the day to day grind yep. dealing with false positives, true positives, incident response, and all. I it's mean, the whole team, absolutely. Yep, I think we're getting to time. Let's play A lot our get great points today. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no. Listen, we we can always drag Dima back. He he lives down the street from us. So mental health podcast. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And, definitely. I, and, and I, I, I need a counter voice with a nice, after you and Andy, <laughs> <laughs> a nice bass. So we have a new version for the game. Uh-oh. Yes, we have and a new version. Because Indeedy present 
prove you're not a robot, three final authenticating questions for our guest. Well, do we want to remind who is the superhero Dima chose last time? We'll let him remind us. I think it was called Five Wise. Yep. Played by Ryan Gosling. Yes. Ken. Which is now Ken. Ken. No, no. I'm movie. not blah, blah, blah. Nope, not uh, Ken. No, Gray Man. Uh, think yeah. of him Are as you going to watch man. Oppenheimer? I'm going to watch like Barbie the, first. Everybody talks about this weekend. Yes. Two amazing... I, we didn't what talk the sports. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Oh, Oppenheimer. Like the win, yeah, yeah, yeah the Oppenheimer That's like one. the two winning movies. We didn't talk sports, so we can talk movies. When yeah. you decide on the Oppenheimer time, let me know, because I'd love to see it with, uh, with, with the brain head. Okay, okay. Um, maybe, I'll, maybe, I'll t- maybe I'll make you go- come with Ron, because you really need a brain head. <laughs> I, 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 I'm secondhand brains. All right, let's okay. play it. So, what is the future of passwords in your mind? Death. Death? No, non-existent. No more passwords. And it's already happening. That's not. It's, come on. It's, you, okay, let me rephrase that. It's starting to happen. Well, we had full episode about I password know. less. I know, I know. Uh, but one. listen, I had episodes about IPv4 going away. <laughs> did you say this week who is still using firewalls so that is actually another question that i would actually want to ask dima in general who is using firewalls uh, let, let's not get me fired on the first the day the first day in cisco yeah people yes. still use firewalls and please keep I, on using I'm them on, i'm on yes. a startup where that word come came up in fact i used it i said why don't we just call it a firewall and someone said because then it'll be all these network vendors that are going to be brought up in the conversation i said okay good point So maybe we can switch to the European name for firewall. Which is? Brandmeister, I think. It's a German word for literally for the, for the firewall, the wall in the building that is fireproof. Okay. There is a name for it, and yep. that's what they use in Eastern Europe to, to call a firewall. I love German. They, they have a word for Everything. things that we would say in full Why sentence. Weistefana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> full sentence, they have a word for it. <laughs> yes. So the other one, you know what? Let's skip that, those questions. I do want to ask you, what technology do you see going away in security in the next 10 years? And what, secu- and what technology do you think will replace it? That's a Crickets. Great, that's a great question. No, hold on. It's tough. It's a, he's 10 like, years he, also. He's pulled, yeah, pulls it out just like that. Well, so I think that, yes, thank you. Thank you, Dave. That was very good. No, I got it. I got it. Unfortunately for Lital, yeah. maybe not for maybe they already have it in mind. I think that the whole industry around processing logs and making decisions based on that is going to go away, not because it's not necessary, but because it's going to become the, the, the resources that we are getting available to us will make it not necessary to store. Yeah, okay. you can it, do real it, time. Or yeah, you can, exactly. you can keep everything in your he- proverbial yeah, head true. as far back as you want and make a decision on the fly, in line, yeah. right? It's, it's in line versus... Yeah. Well, that's a technological change that will yes. come. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, for the less nerds, what I think you're saying, and I, I like it because I'm making a similar claim in other places, is that basically the, the traditional SIM... Is going away, and what needs to happen is something that deals with APIs and whatever to understand the state the, the varying states of the security state and maintain like a, a continuous state machine, not, yeah. not a log processor, but rather a state machine. 
And then combining with one of the questions you didn't ask me, imagine an inline AI. A, 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 AI. An inline uh-huh. AI that it's like having a human but being able to operate at inline speeds yes. and make decisions. Yeah. Reviewing the state of everything right now yeah. and making decisions and, on the fly. And we talked about it during the last time yeah. we met about edge computing. Yes. All of that capacity will come from all of those devices. We'll be able to walk. Like, you're walking down the street and you are, you can have 20% of your on, worn-on capacity available for, for momentary usage to anyone that you're walking by. So as you're yeah. walking by a coffee shop, they need to do some additional processing. Computation. Computation. They pull it from the people on the street. And if it's for this fake human doing making decisions on the fly, for example, purchasing decisions for next week, do I buy more lettuce? Do I buy less lettuce? Right now, it's a human doing. The, I mean, thinking about it, it's got, this is what is going to start happening. We're going to start getting more of that combination into our daily lives. I have to say that, from my perspective, when everybody mentions AI, AI, and AI, I'm a big fan of Dune. And for those that don't know Dune, in Dune, there are no computers. If, I don't know if the, everybody... Correct, that's there are no the, computers. There are no computers because there was the Batlerian Jihad that eliminated computers and AIs. So instead of them, they had, what do they call those? Mentats. Mentats, yep. Exactly. So think about this. I think as we accelerate our AIs, we might actually accelerate their end faster than we think. Or our end. Or our Could end, yeah. yes. Awesome. Dima, Pleasure as always. Always a pleasure. Well, thanks, everyone. Here is another episode of the Didi and Lital show. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Put some reviews so that people can enjoy and know why you like the show. If you want to be on the show, reach out to me at Didi. And until the next time, next week, see you. Have a good one. Have a good one. Thanks, Dima. See you guys. Thank you, guys.